Welcome back to another episode of Win Championship Repeat Boston Sports Podcast. Now, in this week's episode, I want to start with Jalen Brown and discuss whether he really wants to be here or not and what could be the driving factors as to why he might want to go off on his own. Uh, so, this is going to start uh, the podcast. And I want to talk about this because I've been seeing... Uh, a lot of information with Jalen Brown potentially uh, not being happy, and there was the Ringer article posted with uh, him talking about if he's wanted and everything, and if this team wants him here. And so I want to just kind of discuss everything. So Jalen Brown has been probably since the beginning in almost every big trade rumor speculation. Any player who was traded potentially to Boston, whether it be Paul George or Jimmy Butler or Kawhi Leonard or Anthony Davis or you name it, they've most likely had Jalen Brown as a centerpiece of that deal. And Jalen Brown has been arguably at times better than Jason Tatum, but overall is the number two behind Jason Tatum. Uh, obviously, Jason Tatum's in the MVP conversation this year. Um, he's been an all-star. Uh, Jalen Brown was an all-star this year. But there is um, a growing concern, at least from me, and I'm sure other Celtics fans as well, that Jalen Brown might not really want to be here that much longer. And obviously, the way the season pans out, and obviously if we win a championship, that changes the dynamic because if we can win a championship this year, and we can build our roster around players, and we can build ourselves a championship-caliber roster for next year and keep this thing going, then things obviously could change. But in my own opinion, I think Jalen Brown has thoughts of potentially leaving when his contract is up. And so for the Boston Celtics, they need to be weary of everything going on with Jalen Brown because... Uh, it's one of those things where every time a big name comes up, even you can look at the Kevin Durant stuff that just happened like this year. Uh, it's a thing where everybody was talking about, oh, Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant. And it got to the point where it seemed like, you know, everybody was on or a lot of people were on board with that sort of a trade. And one of the reasons why, at least I thought, it was a possibility as others is because of the uncertainty of Jalen Brown's future with the team and the fact that Durant had four years left, whereas Jalen Brown has two years. And who knows exactly what uh, his future holds. And so, you know, it was a situation that uh, ended up, um, you know, taking place where he didn't get traded. But there were fans and there were people within the media who probably felt like potentially Jalen Brown... Um, could have and should have gotten traded for Kevin Durant. And that obviously um, is something uh, that uh, he feels uh, maybe in his heart of hearts wasn't the right situation. Uh, and, you know, there was the Ringer interview, obviously, with Jalen Brown. Basically, he wasn't saying that he wanted to be here and he wasn't saying that he wanted to be a part of this championship run he said well if they want me they want me and if that's what this team is looking for then 
that is exactly what um, you know I will do. I will stay where I am needed and treated correct were the words. And so as I don't know, as long as I'm needed, it's not up to me. We'll see how they feel about me over time and feel uh, how I feel about them over time. Hopefully whatever it is, it makes sense, but I will stay where I want and stay where I'm needed and treated correct. Enjoy the time that you have now. And uh, if the whole career, it's your whole career. If not, it's not. Some of the greatest players of all time haven't finished with their organization. Michael Jordan retired a wizard. As much as we like it here, we enjoy being here. You see what life takes you. You see how the process goes. And you do is really focus on what's in front of you right now, to be honest. But I don't really know or want to answer that question because of the type of stuff makes Celtics fans speculate and go crazy, especially right now. I'll just say, we'll get there when we get there. So it was very non-committing in this. And one thing that I noticed was, obviously, when you're in an interview and the, the presenter is trying to throw questions at you to try and get you to say stuff to basically generate views or try and get the media rolling, the fans rolling, because there is the rumors going around that maybe Jalen Brown is not happy here or maybe he doesn't want to be here after his contract's up. And so the ringer doing what they do, trying to get the story going. Jalen Brown didn't go out there and say, look, I'm focused on a championship. When that comes, that comes. He focused his conversation on, well, if they want me, if this is the situation with the team and, you know, Michael Jordan retired a wizard. He wasn't, you know, with the team his whole career. So it sounds to me like he's giving us subtle hints on what the situation is. And uh, I don't know what that could be, but um, he could be giving you subtle hints. And I just saw an article um, that talks about the Kevin Durant situation, but it talks about what Jason Tatum said. Uh, to Jalen Brown during this whole process. There was, I guess, a three-way phone call between Brad Stevens, Tatum, and Brown. And uh, apparently, this was what was mentioned, something along these lines. Quote, this is from Tatum. Quote, just reassuring the obvious that we need him, and he's a big part of our team and franchise. Without him, we can't reach our goal. You guys know that. The world knows that. The team knows that. That we need him, the best version of ourselves. That's what we kind of talked about. So this was after um, a kind of recent game. Uh, and uh, that's the situation. Jalen Brown also spoke about this Tatum-Durant thing um, in the interview with The Ringer. Where he says, quote, Kevin Durant and Jason Tatum are friends. They were working out together and whatnot. So I wasn't sure what the energy was. I wasn't sure what the direction of the organization was. Um... But uh, Brad Stevens poured water, cold water on that, uh, as did uh, with Grusbeck. Um, and so, uh, you know, I think uh, the organization themselves have said, yeah, well, we don't want to do anything right now. Um, but it could be a situation in the future where maybe he does not want to be here. And, uh, you know, it's... It's interesting because we don't know exactly what uh, is going to take place uh, in the future. And we don't know if he is going to uh, want to actually stick around. And so there was actually uh, a little bit said on Sirius Radio um, Celtics. Uh, Paul Pierce was on. He was talking with um, the uh, crew, which included Brian Scalabrini. And he was talking about uh, the situation um, and here's what he said. Uh, maybe Jalen wants the opportunity to be the guy. 
Uh, I've seen this for years. Guys have left teams. Just think of James Harden. James Harden wouldn't be James Harden if he didn't leave OKC. Tracy McGrady wouldn't have turned into T-Mac if he didn't leave Toronto. You never know. Maybe that's on Jalen's mind. Maybe he'll stay. There are a lot of factors that go into a mindset of a player of his caliber because we know he's a premier player in this league. Maybe he wants the opportunity to see if he can be the guy, or who knows. So, to be honest, Paul Pierce has the same sort of mindset that a lot of us probably have, which is he might want to be the guy somewhere else. He might want to go to a team and be that number one option because he, for his whole career, has been in the shadow of Jason Tatum. And obviously they're probably friends because they've played together for so long, but it could also be a relationship like Belichick and Brady where they're not as much friends, more so teammates, and they get along when they're on the field, but you're not going to see them always hanging out and doing stuff together. So maybe Jalen Brown is open to potentially going to another team, potentially being the number one guy, potentially getting a team to the playoffs on his own, because the narrative last year was all about Tatum, even though Jalen Brown had a better playoffs against Golden State in the finals. And so the narrative seemingly will always be focused on the Tatum aspect of it. Tatum is the star. Tatum's the Hall of Famer. And these things are true. Tatum, to me, is the next incarnation of Paul Pierce in a Celtics uniform. And the fact is Tatum honestly could play most of his career, like Paul Pierce, most of his career in Boston. He could be like a Larry Bird. He could be, you know, one of those guys. And so Jalen Brown might feel like maybe it's not his team and maybe it's not his place to be. And if Jalen Brown is okay being a number one B or being a number two guy, a very good number two, then I guess that's okay, and I guess that's fine with him. But for a lot of star-level players, they are at one point in time in their career a number one. Kevin Durant was number one in OKC. Steph Curry is number one in Golden State. LeBron was number one in Cleveland. And now with Los Angeles, um, he's, I guess, still number one. Maybe not as good anymore, but still number one. You know, Luka is number one in Dallas, and so maybe... Jason Tatum being number one in Boston, maybe that's going to be an issue for Jalen Brown down the line because he might want to be someone of his own, you know. He wants to be that guy. James Harden was that guy in Houston, you know. And I think, you know, maybe he wants to see what life is like as a number one option. And if that's the case, then that's great for him. But the Celtics have to be prepared for a situation where he doesn't stick around. And if they have the feeling that he is not going to be here, then they should trade him because uh, it's not going to make any sense. And so there is a world in which I could see Jalen Brown sticking around, getting his money, getting the Supermax, and then after his Supermax being like, look, guys, I got my money. I, I don't want to be here. Like, I can't be the number two forever. And, you know, I think maybe that is something he would consider doing. You know, he could resign for the max and then be like, yeah, I'm out. Uh, maybe he leaves in free agency, who knows. But the Celtics have to be on this and focused and see what happens. Because, you know, if they win a championship this year, I think Jalen Brown's going to stay for a long time because I think this is a very good place to win. But eventually, I think he's going to want to maybe leave and try and win on his own. Because a lot of star players want to go off and win on their own, you know. LeBron James played in... Uh, Miami and he won but he had Dwayne Wade and he had Chris Bosh and he really didn't win 
on his own. This wasn't really his team. And then you go to Cleveland where you do have Kyrie, but he is the true number one, and he is like the leader, and he won a championship. And so he did that. And so maybe Jalen Brown, if he wins a championship here, he's like, okay, I won a championship, but I want to go off and do it on my own. Kevin Durant kind of has that same mindset. When he went to Brooklyn in the first place, the reason he left Golden State is because he wanted to win on his own. He wanted to prove people wrong that he wasn't just Steph Curry's sidekick and that he could win a championship on his own. Now, he hasn't gotten there yet, but his hope is, oh, well, maybe I can do it. And, I mean, Phoenix has a good shot, but maybe Jalen Brown is looking for another opportunity somewhere else where he could maybe be that guy. You know, Sacramento Kings have a very good basketball team. They're not a star-level team in any of their players, but they are a team that Jalen Brown could go there and say, I could be the guy in Sacramento. I could be the number one. I could win them a championship, you know? And he could be someone who goes to a team like that and, you know, becomes sort of the face of their franchise. And, you know, he could go to a team like uh, the New York Knicks, potentially, or, um, you know, go and try and be the face of their franchise. Because they do have Jalen Brunson and other guys, but he would be clearly their best player and he'd be the number one. So maybe he wants to go somewhere like that, you know, and be sort of that face of the franchise. And, you know... Maybe Atlanta moves on from Trey Young. They trade him away for some assets, and they trade for Jalen Brown. And maybe Jalen Brown goes back home to Georgia, and he's the face of the franchise there. And maybe he tries to step up and do do his thing with that team. Or maybe he goes to, you know, Oklahoma City and tries to be the face of their franchise. Uh, you know, if. Uh, you know, that's the case, even though they do have uh, SGA, but I don't know if he's uh, sticking around long term. He is under contract, but who knows what their plan is. Uh, and so he could be a face of that franchise, or he could go to another team and try and take the the reins and be sort of the face of their franchise. So the Celtics, I think, love Jalen Brown. The You know, players love Jalen Brown, coaches, etc. But I think one of the biggest issues comes from the fan base, and I think the fan base in Boston in general is very critical, as all fan bases are of their fan, of their players. But I think there are just so many people who compare him to Tatum, and you know they try and put these two guys in competition. And you know I think obviously Jason Tatum's the better player, and there's no questions about it. And the way his career is going, if Tatum can win like a championship or two in the next however many years, I think he's definitely a lock for the Hall of Fame, uh, if that's the case. And I think he's getting towards being a lock for the Hall of Fame uh, with his performances and everything. And so, you know, Jalen Brown might want to take that leap on his own and, you know, might want to be sort of that number one option and be that number one scorer and, you know, be the guy at the last second that takes the shot. And I got to be honest, you know, the Celtics do do a lot of things with Jason Tatum having the ball in his hands, and he's probably the guy that takes the last shot. But I think... You know, there are other guys who can do that, like Al Horford. I think they have confidence he can take the last shot. Uh, I think, you know, they've been getting more confident with uh, Derek White and his shooting, and so he could be the guy to take the last shot, and Jalen Brown, obviously, as well. But I think he's at a point in his career, you know, he's 26, I think, and uh, just already blossoming. And, 
in the heat and prime of his career. And so it's not a situation where he's going to want to, you know, just stick around and be the sort of second fiddle. Because eventually, if you're that good, like, you got to make that jump. And so I personally think, you know, the Celtics and uh, this organization and this team are going to try and do what they can to win. But I think, you know, you got to look at all angles in this Jalen Brown situation. And right now he's happy, maybe. But on the inside, maybe there's something else going on. And so he's giving subtle hints that remind me of what Kyrie Irving did when he left Boston, where he was like, oh, well, if you guys will have me, I'll stick around. Like, if you guys want me to stay. Like, he was saying a lot of the same things Jalen Brown is saying. And so it's making me a little weary of the situation because, again, he could just keep this same rhetoric that Kyrie said and then, uh, you know, be like, yeah, I don't want to be here anymore. Or when his contract's up, he'll be like, yeah, I don't want to be here anymore. You know, and I think it's a little bit different because Jalen Brown's going to get, like, super max money, potentially, or he's going to get, like, more money than any other team out there. So it's not a situation where Kyrie, where he wasn't going to get more from the Celtics, like, significantly more. Uh, but it was a situation with Jalen Brown, I should say is. Um, and so my guess is next year, they're going to try and work on a contract extension, maybe over this offseason. And if it doesn't kind of work out, then they should consider trading him because you can get a lot in return and you can get a good player in return and you can set yourself up. Uh, and if Jalen Brown doesn't want to be here, that's going to mess with your core and that's going to mess with the, the mojo and the flow. And Brad Stevens has been trying to bring in guys who are under contract for a few years so he can keep this core group together. He's got Brogdon, and he's got Derek White, and he's got Robert Williams, and he's got Smart, and he's got Tatum. And, you know, that stuff is going to be important. Al Horford's still here, and he's got a few years coming because uh, I think they just, like, restructured and gave him more money and a new contract extension or whatever, and so... You know, Jalen Brown seemingly, outside of Grant Williams, uh, which is another story, but uh, Jalen Brown is one year after this one, and that's it. And so I think this story is something that's going to keep unfolding for the future. Jalen Brown rumors are going to keep coming up, especially when the offseason hits. If we win a championship, it's going to be a totally different narrative than if we lose in the championship or we don't even make it. Because then the questions will come, well, what's going to happen with Jalen Brown? Is he going to want to stick here if we can't win a championship? Because in the NBA, as in other sports, there's a window, a dynasty window. Unless you have a Tom Brady, unless you have a LeBron James, unless you have a Wayne Gretzky, unless you have a you know, big, 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 big name like that, most of the time the NBA and sports in general fluctuates with sort of a championship window and you know I think we're in a championship window for Giannis and Milwaukee I think we're getting to a championship window with the Celtics which just started Golden State's window is slowly coming to an end uh, so there's definitely windows here and if the Celtics can't get anything done then Jalen Brown might be the first domino in a long-standing effect of dominoes and so you know, we'll have to monitor the situation and see what happens, but, you know, there's a lot going on in the NBA and with the Celtics, and I think, you know, take it one step at a time. But there's a lot of things that are worrying me about Jalen Brown specifically and his stance on things, uh, for sure. So the next uh, thing I want to look at involves uh, 
a potential Patriots target in the draft and how many are saying he could be the answer to all of our wide receiver problems. So Zay Flowers might just be that guy. And this year, unlike other years, there really is no consensus number one wide receiver in terms of who is going to step up and be the guy who is going to be the one to kind of, you know, be the number one option uh, in the draft. And some would argue Quinn and Johnson, some would argue Jackson Smith and Najiba, some could try and argue Jordan Addison. I can tell you for sure Zay Flowers is definitely not the number one option in most people's board. It might be for the Patriots, but not for other teams out there. And he is projected somewhere in the late first, early second. And I guess it depends on fit, it depends on the team, it depends on who's looking for a wide receiver. Um, and so... I don't know where he's going to end up, but he could be and probably should be the number one wide receiver on the Patriots board. Obviously, at 14, that's too much of a stretch. I mean, it wouldn't be as crazy as going for Cole Strange last year or even Tyquan Thornton in the second round. But Zay Flowers is someone that they should be interested in. And he um, was pretty solid. 78 passes for 100, or I should say 1,077 yards with 12 touchdowns last season. Um, and uh, he averaged better than 15 yards a reception and scored 29 touchdowns in four years with Boston College. Now, he has, in all aspects of the game, impressed the Patriots coaching staff. From the Shrine Bowl, the East-West Shrine Bowl, to the BC Pro Day, which just took place last weekend, there were two scouts with the Patriots at this event. So they basically... Um, you know, looked at him and they're all interested. So um, I'm reading a lot of this stuff comes from a WEEI article. Um, but you can find like all this information like everywhere. And so the question that I have is how good can he really be with this team? And I guess the answer is you don't really know. And this could be a situation in which the Patriots take a chance on someone, even though they're not the best when it comes to drafting wide receivers. Because here's the thing. It sounds like DeAndre Hopkins is out. We're done with him. And it sounds like the package that the Cardinals are looking for is still way too high. And also, I think Jerry Judy, the inside sources are saying that somebody offered a second and a fourth round pick for Jerry Judy. And I think many believe that was the Patriots. And so at the end of the day, if that's not something that's going to take place and you know, if the Broncos are saying, hey, we want a first, we want your 14th pick, maybe they're not in on that. And so the Patriots obviously might be looking at the draft and might be saying, look, we're not going to find someone in the trade market. There's no real free agents besides Juju Smith-Schuster was the guy we got. So, you know, let's go for the draft. And if you look at the draft, maybe they see a lot of, you know, what Zay Flowers can do and see him fitting well with this organization, with Mac Jones, rather than one of the other wide receivers in this draft. Now, I think there is a chance that uh, 14 is too high, and so the Patriots would potentially have to trade down in order to get him. And so, in my opinion, I think it's very possible for the Patriots to trade down and acquire either a very high second-round pick or acquire a first-round pick late in the first round and another pick later on. Because the Patriots do have a ton of needs, and 
I've kind of felt like they need to go for a tackle in the second round. But I also feel like if Zay Flowers is there at 46 or they think he'll be there at 46, then they should take him at 46 and then try and get a tackle in the first round. And so ideally, if the Patriots could potentially trade down to 29 and get 29 and 40 from the Saints and trade away 14 and like some other stuff, then I think we could argue maybe you go for Zay Flowers at 29 and you try and get Anton Harrison at uh, you know 40 or you try and get Anton Harrison at 29 and hope that Zay Flowers is there by 40. And if he isn't, then you can potentially move up a few spots from there. And so, you know, I think obviously there's a lot more coming and, you know, I think the team is going to be looking at all angles of what is going to take place. But I think in terms of Zay Flowers, he kind of fits a lot of, of what they're looking for. And as much as I think, you know, they're a little hesitant and skeptical in general to go after some sort of a uh, wide receiver, I think it's, uh, you know, something that they should consider, you know. And I think he is someone who uh, could really help this team. And so I don't know exactly what their plan is, but, you know, I think he'd be a great fit, hopefully. So... Uh, we'll see what happens moving forward, and that's the situation there. Uh, I also saw this, which is interesting. Uh, Tom Brady is uh, dipping his water into other avenues outside of football now that he is done with the game. He was part of um, the Las Vegas Aces. Uh, they just uh, defended, or they are uh, defending, I should say, their WNBA championship last year. He is an owner, part owner now, Um and obviously, uh, he is going to join Mark Davis, who also owns the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, and uh, I guess he's part of the Aces as well. Uh, and here's what he had to say, quote, I've always have been a huge fan of women's sports, and I admire the work that the Aces players, staff, and the WNBA continue to do to grow the sport and empower future generations of athletes. Uh, so he is... Uh, very interested in this sort of thing. Quote, my love for women's sports began at a young age when I would tag along to all my older sister's games. They were f by far the best athletes in our house. We celebrated their accomplishments together as a family, and they remain a great inspiration to me. So now Brady is joining into the ownership ranks. Uh, I don't know if he'll ever dip his toes into NFL ownership at some point, but he is uh, now with the Las Vegas Aces. So we can see hopefully what comes of that and maybe down the line if there's expansion teams in the NBA he'll get in on that or if there's expansion teams in football he'll get in on that or if there's an ownership situation that feels right then uh, he might get in on that too so uh, I guess uh, hope for the best.